0: to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Last week we are looking at the, remember the story, uh, Jesus with the two disciples after the resurrection. He, he hops alongside these guys. These guys are rolling down the road. Talking about oh my gosh, what all the stuff that's happened and Jesus went to the cross and and, and they 're freaking out they're scared everything they thought was going to happen didn't happen. why? Because what they thought was going to happen isn't what Jesus talked about isn't what the Old Testament talked about, but see that didn't matter why because it was already built up in their belief system. And that belief system wasn't being changed. Even though new information was coming in, why did it not get changed? Why when Jesus was explaining to them, why when he was reading the Old Testament scriptures and saying, I am he in that word, why weren't they getting it? And see, this is something we have to look at because we deal with this all the time. We're going through the process of of getting information and truths that are contrary to how we believe, how we feel. And so even though we hear it, it's almost like we hear something different than what's being said. So we fight for the right to stay on our track that we walked on. And then we go, why isn't things changing? Why, God? Why, God? Why God Isn't that, what we do, we blame God. It's the simplest thing to do instead of looking at ourselves, looking at our choices that, that those choices had ramifications. We don't want to see that. We like to blame. We like to make excuses. We like to reason away things and it's everything God says that we ought not to be doing. And so he's walking, he peers with these two guys and say, hey, what's up? What do you mean what's up? You don't know what's happened? Are you crazy? You're the only one here that doesn't understand what went on? And he says, what? He says, talk to me. Talk to me. His concept is, is he wants to know what they're talking about. Not because he doesn't know, he wants them to hear what they're saying. He wants them to recognize that the conversation they're having isn't lining up to what the Bible teaches, the Old Testament. And this is so important for us to understand. So in that, we're looking at a picture, a dynamic of Jesus, risen Lord. According to Scripture in 2 Corinthians, I think it is, uh, it even states that 500 people were seen by him. 500 after the resurrection, not just the 12, not just Martha and Mary, 500 others. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? I, I, can you imagine being, you know, 482? I mean, you're not part of the 12, but you're one of those guys, you're one of those gals where Jesus said, hey, I'm here. Oh my gosh. See, this is what I love about the scripture. We have the, we have the big dynamics of the, of the, you know, dream team. Oh, wow, Paul, Peter, James, John. And we go through that and we look at that and we push that up to a place where, gosh, we can never do that. And people do it all the time at church because we're always looking at the person that we lift up to a higher standard which I'm not saying is right or wrong. I'm just saying we do this, but we also look at ourselves in a lower standard and go, I can't be that. And then we have scripture where God just loves to break that bubble. He loves to pop it and go, nah, nah, nah. I want you to understand. Everybody's important for God. So love the world for God. So love the world that he gave Jesus, not for God. So love the good people there wasn't any. You understand scripture, there wasn't any. It's a nature issue, not an action issue. I will say that again. It's a nature issue, not an action issue. The problem is, is most religious people, religious denominations, when they read the term sin, they talk talk about it as if it's plural, when it's dealing with us, and it's dealing with God but it's never plural. It's singular, and it's written concerning the nature of sin, not the actions of sins. And so they define salvation, they define life as a believer, tied to action of sins, when scripture 100% goes against that. You'd think people would realize that. But when you're so deep into your beliefs, it's hard to come out and see the truth. But guess what? Everybody can It's just what are you going to choose to believe? And that's the message of Jesus as he was on this earth. He made the statement. If you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. He was marveled he was he was at a place of my gosh, in faith of non- jews two non- jews, not children of Israel, two non- jews got Jesus to go. what great faith, what great faith and then why did he, why is that there? Why is that important to understand because we want to line up with I'm part of the family, you are not. And Jesus is trying to get us. Hey, the family's about belief. That's why when he's out there doing his work and his will that the father had him to do, his mom comes showing up at the scene. She comes rolling up with the kids. Hey, mom's now establishing her position. Come on, Jesus, I'm here. And all the crowd looks and goes, mom's here. Jesus is 30 years old, by the way. He ain't running to her with his laundry. He ain't running to her at all. He then looks at the moment and realizes, I need to take care of something right here and now. And he says, We want to prioritize something? I'll do it right now. These are my brothers. These are my moms. These are my sisters right here. Can you imagine the teaching? At one moment, they're all going, run to mama. The next moment, he's going, here's my mamas right here. Those that hear and do my word. And we as Christians go, I could care less, Jesus. I'm going to align it with the way I feel. Mama first, Jesus second. Now, we don't say that, but we act that 100%. And we want to know, why is the things working? Why is the relations fixed? Why aren't relations changing? Why are the things happening? Why, 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 why? Because you don't want to follow the Word of God, which, by the way, I'll make it very simple. It is love. And everything that Jesus talks to us about is tied to love. And love will impact life. So, an action you look at and go, that's not lovely. When Jesus said it is, is an action that you need to deal with because He knows love because He is love. And if you want to fix something, follow His words and love will shine through. Gosh, I gotta get my words. It's not even my words, these are good. All right, to get unstuck, and this is where we ended with number one is you gotta change our conversation to ourselves, right? Find ourselves stuck, find ourselves in a situation where we're like going, nothing's chasing, nothing's just same thing over and over, and I can't get out of this, and I can't, nothing's moving forward, and that's pretty much what an unstuck feeling is, is you're not moving forward. Everything about life, successful, healthy, whole life moves forward, amen? And so what this is stating is, as we get in a place where we're in a rut. We can't get out, we're stuck, and we need to get out. And we know we need to get out. A lot of times, we stay stuck just because we've been there before. A couple times. And since we've been there before, it's familiar. And yeah, we don't like it, but it's where we always go. So we might as well get used to it. And that's why a lot of people stay stuck. And I don't want you to be stuck. I want you to be free. I want you to own your stuck. Amen? I want you to own life. This is what Jesus came to give us. Life and life more abundantly, that's owning life. See, you're you're dealing with issues. All of us do. Issues doesn't mean you're stuck. An action, a choice, will cause you to be stuck. But an issue doesn't mean you're stuck. Remember, the Bible says that we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Now, I guarantee you, some of you have been hard-pressed and crushed, right? But what did the Bible teach? We're hard-pressed but not crushed. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is, is your results, your belief, your life example cannot redefine God's Word. God's Word is truth. This is how you change your life. You've got to come to the grips that there's going to be a whole lot of stuff. I, I deal with this all the time. And I've been doing this a long time now where I have to come to the grips and go, you know what, my, my belief system's wrong on this. So I have to move forward to what he wants me to do, what he wants me to believe. And listen, this is common sense in normal life. This is understanding life in general, that you go through the process of learning tied to the place of maturity. There are so many truths that say our children need to understand, but at the age they're at, they're not ready for those truths, but they are truths that are important to success in life. Are you guys hearing me? There are specific truths about relationships and, and how we operate in those relationships with the opposite sex that, is, that are healthy relationships, whole relationships. Well, we don't teach our three-year-old that, right? We, we recognize that those truths, they are very valuable, but they will be at a certain time in life. We get that. We all go, yeah, that makes sense, of course. But why don't we do that in our faith? In this new creation life where God said we are not old, but new. What happened? Stuff, opinions, feelings, beliefs. Those are overriding God's truth. God never said you're gonna be brand new, keep going your way. It's working. Pity. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. He's saying it's time to learn new. Some of you received Jesus years ago, and, and it's been a bumpy ride. But I'm gonna tell you, it's not the truth that's bumpy. It's the information, how you defined it, that created a lot of bumps. It's the life that you assumed was the right way. It's it's the feelings, it's the opinions. But listen, if it doesn't line up to scriptures, not a scripture, but scriptures, because everything in God's word aligns itself with itself. So you can't pull one scripture out and define something. It's the full counsel of God's word. And you understand that because that's a natural principle of success in life. You build upon information in every subject. You want to be a computer engineer? You got to first learn how to turn the thing on. Might sound dumb, but I'm going to tell you right now. Years ago, there were times when I looked at that computer, I didn't know how to turn it on. I've had a TV before where I didn't know where the on off switch was. I don't care how awesome that TV is. I don't care if it's 4K or 40K. It ain't going to show you nothing until you can turn the thing on. Are you guys with me? All right, and y'all looking at me like, God, this is, of course we know all this stuff. Well, I don't, so let's move on. So we gotta change our conversation with ourselves. Number two is we gotta change our conversation with others. We gotta learn, how am I speaking to myself? Y'all doing it all the time. Everybody in here, you talk to yourself all the time. Some of you out loud, and it's a little scary, but you do. But the point is, is I looked at it and I thought, we're always talking, aren't we? Even if we're not opening our mouths, we're talking to ourselves. And most conversations that we're having with ourselves aren't necessarily good. We're creating wars and little skirmishes in our relationships. We create to be major wars. Why? Because we talk to ourselves we start building upon the skirmish. And i mow that front yard. The saying, week later, it's like, she wants me to tear the house down, rebuild the home. What? We're, what? But it, that's what we do. We amplify, we, we, we look at things and just continue with those thoughts and. There's nowhere in scripture, by the way, just to help some of you, because some of you are, you know, it's, it's a circus in that little mind of yours. And the sad thing is, is scripture will not back up that type of life at all. It never will tie into a person that just wants to think and think and think and think and think. Though we're always thinking, but unchecked, unfiltered thought will always produce death not sometimes, always, it will take you to a place of death. Now, I'm not talking about the ultimate place of dying. I'm talking about death in the sense of, well, what scripture uses a lot, unproductive, unproductive. And that's what God wants us to be, productive in life. And so if we're taking script, we're taking thought processes to the extreme, and that's where they go. They don't stop at the simple, unless you control it, unless you take authority over your thoughts. But if you don't, boom, they continue on. They continue on. And so we have to understand that the first thing to get unstuck is check your conversation with yourself. The moment you start trashing yourself, shut it down. One thing that helped me, this is one of the greatest areas of change that I had early on. And it really impacted my life in a great way. I don't know who... Who taught what or how it came about, but this revelation, this understanding hit me like a ton of bricks, and I got hold of it, and the thought was this, as I'm tearing myself down, which, you know, especially if you've been uh, involved in sports growing up, you know there's a tendency to really ride yourself, well, I took that in all extremes in my life, because I, I want to win. And so that hunger and passion to win when you're not in a team setting comes down to you. So you have the ability to really trash yourself, really rock your life real hard because of what you're expecting and what's not happening. So you rip into yourself. And it's, it's very hard and very easy to do. And it becomes where you're, you're living a life of just, boom, easy to tear yourself down. So when I heard this message. I heard a message that literally established an ability to see something I never saw before, and that was this. Everything I attack myself with is tied to how I value myself. And if I change the view of how I value myself, in other words, I have a responsibility to communicate correctly. Now, we don't look at it this way. we We don't process this way, but I'm saying, I'm just telling you what happened to me. And believe me, I'm not negative talk free about myself to myself, but I am way, way better. And it's very few and far between when I do attack myself, but I have quick repair. Back in the day, it didn't happen that way. It'd go on weeks and months and everything else, and a lot of damage would be done. But what I received was this. Once I understand my value and understand the importance of who I am, the communication starts changing in how I'm allowed to. And it happened with one foundational truth. God sent Jesus to die for me, and that's my value. And all I know is, is when that ring true in my heart, and when I recognized I was to him, my value skyrocketed. Now, I could, in my mind, feelings, everything else, past, I could contradict that. But see, it came to this place in my life, either I'm true or he's true. And I love, I love God. I received Jesus and I made a commitment that this is going to follow him, thick or thin, wherever, whatever goes on in my life, I will, this heart is ultimately going to be the lead of my life. And it has been my whole Christian walk. And I got to the place where I realized, no, he's true. And I'm telling you, not Right away, all of a sudden, pooh! I'd never do anything bad again. No, through the process of understanding that, I started stopping myself from attacking myself. I started realizing, wait a minute, that's not how God feels. So if God feels differently about myself, how can I contradict it? It can't be true. No matter what foolish thing I did, no matter what foolish thing I said, it doesn't matter When it comes to how I'm going to communicate to myself, changing that then helped me consciously. Everybody say consciously. Help me be aware of my surroundings and how I communicated with other people. Because once you realize that you trash you, you're going to trash them. It's the way it is. Hurt people hurt people. Oh, my gosh, that revelation needs to be in your life big. Because when you're listening to someone and all they're doing is trashing other people and everything, I want you to look in their heart and go, they are hurting big time. And it's about them, it's not about others. See, the super spiritual love to create this, I'm so wonderful. Let me talk about these people. I'm going to tell you right now that's super stupid, not super spiritual. They have hurts in their lives that are being amplified in how they attack others. And we don't want to be those people. We want to be people that heal, that bring wholeness. How do you do that? You don't allow hurt people to hurt people. Now, if it takes, I'm not going to listen to this. If you want to change your conversation, then I'll be around and just leave. Get out of that situation. You don't need to be a part of that. Amen you're not a toilet. You don't deserve anybody's crapito, right? You don't. But hurt people hurt people. So once I started realizing that, you know what? Hey, I got value from him. No one's above God. And in that position of father, he established my value through Jesus, his son, sending him for me. Now I have a responsibility and my responsibility started changing my self-talk, which then helped me communicate differently to others. And in that communication, I started realizing that I have a responsibility to be a builder, and encourager, and not a life taker. So that's how we have to live our lives, understanding those principles. Amen? Alright. So, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says this, Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ take captive every thought I know when I first read that I thought that is impossible how in the world are you going to live life taking every thought captive I'd wake up in the morning had to stop couldn't do anything else got to take that thought captive it'd be like you'd be going through life stop stop, captive 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 captive. You'd be captivating every thought. But that's not the response. That's not the understanding of that scripture that we're to be looking at. We're supposed to look at what is it saying? It's saying have control. That's what it's saying. Have control. Can you imagine what would happen in your life if you would control your thoughts? Oh, Wouldn't life be awesome er? right? Wouldn't it be awesomer if we realized, you know, all those words that went out or all the action that went out would have been stopped because we controlled what we were thinking. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, the Bible says, take captive every thought. You know, the scripture, um, when Paul wrote this, he wrote with military terminology in the Greek language. And he actually was showing an analogy of a soldier taking an enemy with a spear in the back, literally taking that enemy captive. Now, if you were living during Paul's time and you understood Greek, then you would hear that picture. Let me say it again. You would hear that picture. Y'all understand that's what language is. It's a sound tied to a picture right? You guys got that, right? All it is sounds. Now, I know you hear words, but the truth is, is all you're doing is hearing sounds and you're defining those sounds, which creates words. Now, why is that important? Because there are millions of sounds out there. I was talking to my oldest the other day and we're talking about how they created the Klingon language. They literally created Klingon language. They created the elf language in Lord of the Rings. They literally created the language. What else did they create? I can't remember the other one. We were talking about different movies that created a language specifically for the movie, but created a language that you could communicate. People look at that and go, fantasy, that's crazy. No, that's life. You can, listen, it's just a sound. So if I put, and that meant be happy, all right? See? You're understanding the language of, Daniel, but see, if I now in Safeway saw you coming and I went, you're going to (laughs) go that faster. Why? Because I made a sound to find it. Now we could create, I'm telling you right now, we could create our own languages just by making sounds and establishing pictures vowels, consonants with those sounds, keep them exact, and then train your children to speak Daniel. All right. So I'm going to teach your children how to go. I don't even know if I said the right one, that one. That was, it's sunny outside. Messed up on that. I don't know, the language is a little rough, but do you see what I'm saying? And so, what we do is we start realizing, you know what? If I'm going to look at this correctly, I'm going to recognize that these noises, these sounds, are creating images and pictures and beliefs. They can make me weak or they can power me. The sound of the word stupid, define what that looks like. Don't turn your neighbor, don't look at husbands, don't look at, no, think about it. How do you define stupid? Think about it. I mean, not how do you define the word, how, what does that look like? I, I'm just asking. Now, what if I called you stupid? What's, what's going to happen right away? You're going to have a bad feeling, right? Are you going to happy? <laughs> Pastor called me stupid. <laughs> I'm one of his 12. But do you guys see what I'm saying? In other words, wh- why would that affect you? Because you cannot, I'm, no one went, well, I like guess I know what stupid looks like. No, no one, you can't define what it looks like. You just know a definition of what you assume it means to you. What if we change the definition? Stupid means awesome. Oh, you're so stupid. Ah, yeah! Thank you, thank you. What, what if you did that? What would happen? All of a sudden, no, follow me, because it doesn't matter what they feel or think. It doesn't matter their attitude. It's how you believe. Oh, that was weird. believe! <laughs> 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 Sounds like demon possession right there. But do you hear what I'm saying? But all of a sudden, we, here in Love Life, Right now, today, in the language of Daniel, realize that stupid, that sounds stupid. Isn't it weird that I can go, "Ah, ah, ah," and it sounds like a sound? But when I say the sound's stupid, all of a sudden it didn't sound like. ah. ah, ah." sounds stupid, right? Are you guys, is anybody learning anything right now? Okay, so now let's do this. When you hear the word stupid, maybe spoken at you, you don't have to punch. You don't have to throw a fit. You don't have to get mad. What you do now is go, thank you. I knew you felt that way about me. Let's go to lunch. No, I said you're stupid. <laughs> oh, I know you don't have to say it again. That's special. That is so special. I'll buy you lunch. Why? What's happening? you defined a sound differently and you're reacting differently can you guys not blow this off serious can you not blow it off can you literally right now purpose in your heart to define the word stupid as awesome there we're good i can't wait to next service when we have a visitor and go hey stupid And that visitor is going to go, oh, my gosh. And the, the attender of love life is going to go, yes, he loves me so much. They're going to think we're freaky. But we are, aren't we? Oh, you guys aren't even agreeing with that. Okay, whatever. I don't care. So here we're looking at the, the, the Bible's making very clear. Take every cap th- captive thought. Every cat, take captive every thought. There we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Although we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. Oh, yeah, right. You all do. We all do. Do we not? Wait a minute. It says, though we live in this world, we do not war like the world wars. But wait a minute, we do. But it said, but we do. But it said, but we do. What does that mean? It means sooner or later, you're gonna blame God. Sooner or later, you're gonna excuse it off someone else. Sooner or later, it's gonna be a question. Why? Because we're not accepting the word we're reading it we're memorizing it we're doing everything but believing it true or not can you imagine if people literally in what I'm teaching all started getting hold of this Can you imagine what would happen? Do you not think people's lives would be changing? There'd be less crime, less pain, less hurts. Would that not be good? Would that not be good? But the Bible's very clear. We live in this world, but we're not supposed to war. We're not supposed to what? But we're Christians. It's supposed to be sweet. Sweet. Everything's supposed to be lovey, dovey w lovey. Everything's supposed to be so kind, gentle, so soft. What Christian Bible are you reading? Mm, you're not. You're establishing a belief system that's tied to religion and not truth. We're in a war, people. We're in a war. Today, I got in battle, battle mode in my time with God this morning. I got told, I just walked out that door like guns blasting. All right, enough's enough with this lousy COVID thing. This is a plague. And God, I know you didn't give this plague because evil men created it. I just went off. I just went all out. Like this is done. Enough is enough. And I'm right now taking a stand against a plague of evil people that are hurting innocent people. This isn't a God plague. This isn't something that God brought in. Good, innocent people. And I just went, boom. You should have seen me back there. You would have said, crazy. Dude's crazy. Good thing it's dark back there. And my prayer, that's my prayer area, the whole back of the church. So I'm just going, boom, 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 boom. And I realized, you know what? I felt good after that. I did. I felt really good. I realized, you know what? How many days do I go on backpedaling? How many days have I walked in this 2020 with, well, you know, one day it'll be over. How many days have I colluded with this thing? How many days have I bowed to it? I thought, you know what, I'm going to change that. I know it's almost the end of October. But it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, this is what it comes down to. Today. Always today. Always. You could be screw up. I mean, just general screw up yesterday. Just where you're just like the main screw up person in the world but today's not yesterday. And that's what you have to understand. Today's today. You're living right now. You're not living yesterday. If you could get hold of that quicker, you will have less carryover. And that's what we want. We want less carryover. We want the new day today. I want to be able to look out and see new. New every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Oh my gosh. For though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with, the what? The what? Weapons. But I'm a Christian. Christian. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what picture of a true Christian you see dressed in battle gear? It's rare. What Christian do you see when you look in the mirror? Probably one not worthy, probably one that's a mess, probably one that's got all kinds of hang-ups and problems and addictions and look in the mirror and just see yucky. I get that. I understand that. But it's time to start seeing the real picture. And the real picture is the truth of God in his word. Because if you want to change your conversation, you're going to have to, number three, change your behavior. Because in Scripture, when you read conversation, it's the same word that's also translated behavior. Isn't that interesting? That in translation, that same word is interchangeable. And what does that mean? It means your conversation will Become from your behavior. And once you change your belief system, how you believe, your core beliefs, you then will change your conversation. You know, I don't trash talk myself like I used to. Why? Because my belief systems change. Y'all, listen, I, I don't care how young a Christian, how old a Christian you are. You know, you've had change of belief. I, it's, I don't, it doesn't matter what it is, you've had change of belief. You know, one time, you know, you thought, yeah, we came from monkeys. <laughs> and now you look at it and go, that's crazy. How could I believe that? But see, that's so important to understand, that whole principle. You believed it because there was no, another truth. Look at this. Th- th- listen to this. Oh, I hope I have it. Okay. This is from, this is what psychologists and counselors, psychologists, this is how they talk about how do you, um, how do beliefs develop? Listen to this. Beliefs are nothing but thoughts that we affirm to ourselves over and over and which we take to be true. A belief can consist of a very simple thought such as, life is hard. Or it can be as complex array of thoughts and statements, such as in a belief system. Whether you are aware of it or not, you are always affirming what you believe. Always. Like it or not, you're affirming, you're building, you're encouraging, you're, you're creating a safe zone. Even if the belief is wrong, it's very important to see that. In fact, if you really listen to yourself, you are continually making a case for the rightness of your beliefs, even when those beliefs are detrimental to your happiness and well being. I want my life to change. You suck. I want things to be different. You're an idiot. Are you guys hearing me? I want this year to be better. You'll never amount to anything. Yeah. I, well, it, that's not my language. Are you guys hearing me? Okay, so it's so important to understand because I'm reading the scriptures and we're, we're breaking it down a way to where we can go, you know what, I, I get it, I understand. I'm getting this. And that's why it was written so you could get it. So we wouldn't be confounded or confused or freaked out about it, but that we can listen to it and go, you know what? One plus one equals two. One plus one equals two. All right, let's go to the next level. Let's go to the next, add another one because I, I can get it. And that's when we start getting this word coming alive. But listen to what they said. We repeat it. We repeat it, repeat it to our belief system. Listen many of you had some bad upbringing messed up homes and you know it but i'm it hurts but i need you to understand something you're defining yourself based upon other people's beliefs in their struggles about you so you trying to tell me that is your true personality right now, that is a big, fat, stinking lie. You have defined your personality when you yourself will say, it was terrible, my home was terrible, my life was terrible, my parents didn't love me, and here you go, stand for your position of this is who I am. This is just my personality. You are living a big, fat lie because it's not. And you want to know why this is so, under, so important to understand? Because God himself established the position of being a new, a new creation tied to born again. And what do we do? I receive you, Jesus. New birth. And what do we do? We keep the old ways The old definitions, the old belief systems, and we rock those into our new life. And then we want to know, why does Christian faith suck? Because you don't know what it's about, but you're still defining this new life the old way. Mm -mm -mm. Not to be so, my brothers and sisters. I get it. I've I've, I've done this Christian walk with the same process, the same thoughts, the same mindset as many of you. We all go through this, but it's the responsibility to learn. Is it not? And should we not be learning? Should we not be growing? And listen, I get it. There's a, it's a little difficult to go, oh, I didn't know that. I, I, learned, I, I followed the wrong teaching or I, I believe the wrong thing. That doesn't make you a dummy. It makes you smart to realize that. We're assuming that we're bad people because what we believed was true when it was contradicting the word of God, the word of life. And that's our time to start standing up and going, you know, I believe that dumb stuff, but I don't believe it anymore. And what I believe now is what makes me not the past because my old past has passed away. Behold, all things become new. <gasps> that was a dramatic effect. I was just feeling it feeling it. So so let's go on with this. In fact, if you really listen to yourself, you are continually making case for the rightness of your beliefs, even when those beliefs are detrimental to your happiness and well-being. Your inner lawyer, I love that, that is so cool, your inner lawyer is continually justifying and being right while making other beliefs wrong. I'll never be able to do it. The Bible says you can do all things. I don't care. That's that. And that's a little schizophrenic. Your inner lawyer is continually justifying. God said, You ought not to be acting that way. You ought not to be feeling that way. And what do we do? The inner lawyer's going, I have a right to. You have a right to be this way? No. Yeah. But that goes against what the Bible' is teaching, and what do we do? We do what religion does. I don't care. It's how I feel. Oh, like that's real. Like that's real. I had pizza yesterday. I loved it. Today I don't want it. What's that make me? I loved the pizza yesterday. Today, I don't want pizza. It actually sounds yucky right now. A taco sounds better. But I'm not going to eat a taco every day. Are you guys hearing me? In other words, my feelings are going to change, and they change all over the place because my thinking can change all over the place. But my responsibility is what? Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. How many thoughts? Every thought. That doesn't listen, we we look at that and go, this is so how could you do that? How could you do that? Because you do it all the time. In a negative. You take thoughts captive of good and you throw them out. I know I should. And then the bad comes in. Well, I know I should, but the bad comes in. You know it'd be a good time to work out. No, no, I don't want to right now. And a week later. You know, it'd really be good to start working out again. Ah, no, 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 no. What is that? I mean, think about it. That is that scripture. Uh, <laughs> we always hear it, we we don't like the reciprocal, you know, the opposite side of it. We don't we'd rather hear just this other side so we don't hear us. <laughs> okay. We don't like to hear us. No, there's nothing wrong with about it. Why? Because there's no condemnation. Guilt isn't for us. Teaching is to provide success, not to define failure. Instruction is not to make you look bad. It's to help you learn. That's all. No, we don't get instruction information and grasp it instantly. In other words, I don't take a computer class on turning it on, and all of a sudden I know how to break down the, the software of Windows 10. Why? Because I took a class how to turn it on. Does that make sense? And you go, "No, that's crazy. Exactly, but it works in our Christian faith. I'm just saying... The way to keep a belief system going. Ready? This is so powerful. The way to keep a belief system going. This is so powerful. People on there are going to go, is it skipping? The way to keep a belief system going is to continually, everybody say continually, continually affirm it and justify it, and never question it. How do I change these beliefs? We just seen. You got to bring in another belief that you affirm, justify, and never question. Why don't I change? Because you're affirming, justifying, and never questioning your belief system right now. I brought up something that's a very major point. It's actually a foundational truth of my transformation in my life. And that is that understanding, an important understanding of my new life and the process of inputting new information. I don't do that. Old information will stay in this computer head, this computer life. Computers are created based upon a look at how we operate as human beings, how it operates. You can't create a computer in how it works without first looking at how does human life work. And there's a process of knowledge, information, getting down in the hard drive, and that hard drive stores that information, and then you react accordingly, tied to what's coming in, which will go out. That's, that we're computers. And so we need to understand that all we have to do is change the writing, change the information, information then becomes what? Affirmed. I can do it. I can have victory. We can do this. We will do this. I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle in this church's life, in my family's life, by operating in this natural principle that's tied to the whole scripture. It's a spiritual truth. Call those things that be not as though they were that is the picture of faith. That's affirming, that's justifying, that's establishing it as a truth. I am the hill of the Lord. First Peter 2 24, by the stripes of Jesus, I have been made whole. I just, I just operate. What does scripture say? Pull in that words, pull in the words of health, pull in the words of my covenant right for health. I just communicate it, communicate it, believe it, believe it, believe it. And then when sickness tries to enter in, I'm going to have to do something. What am I going to do? Am I going to now delete my information Or do I keep standing in what my core belief is? And that's what I do. Because that is a natural principle of life. We're going to ride this thing until we see it happen. And that's what we do on the negative. And we've done it so much that it's a belief. It's true. And we don't want to challenge it because it's true. And I'm telling you, we have new information, new truth. It's time to let it rock. It's time to let it happen in our lives. Amen. This is so important. This is so vital. The fourth thing is empowerment. And I just want you to understand something. When it comes to this whole understanding, of conversation and belief, this fourth thing is the most important part. And that is this. I can do all things through Christ who empowers me. I can do what? I can do all things. I can change my situation. I can become unstuck. Why? Because I literally have the power of God working in my life. Ephesians says this, that as a believer, I have the power, the same power that raised raise Christ from the dead dwells in me. Now, see, I understand this. It ain't by my willpower. It's connected to God's power. When we hear the word power, we heard the area of when he talks about the, the dunamis, where we talk about that, that dynamic supernatural power that is available to every believer, we're no longer based upon our abilities. I'm taking my conversation, self-talk. I'm taking my conversation, outward talk. I'm taking my belief system that's tied to those two, and I'm saying, God, empower me to overcome this negative in my life. I am submitting to your will, submitting to your way, submitting to your word, and your word, your truth, your light is above and beyond all the information I have. Therefore, the person I think I am, oh no, no, no. It ain't who I'm gonna be. The person who I thought I was, its is, he is changing every day. Why? Because it's a new day every day. I'm not going to rely on the old information of that old computer to stay there. That is taking every thought captive. I'm going, whoop, don't act that way. That's old information. Delete it out, and let's write new information in there. Romans 12, 2, by the way. That's what we must do. Check the conversation here. Check the conversation there. Change our belief system by realizing that our belief system is based upon we believe, believe, believe. Now it's unchecked. Now we're going, wait a minute. What do I believe? Nothing wrong with that. It's all good. All good. Check your beliefs. Then line it up to does God word line up with it? And if it doesn't, erase, delete it. Write in the new belief. Well, then old things will be better. No, no, no. It's the process of time. Remember, we mature and grow continually, mature and grow. We build upon precept upon precept. One plus one plus one equals two. Then we get to eight plus eight equals 16. You see what I'm saying? We continue to build. We get into the subtractions, multiplications, the divisions, and we move on and on and on what we need. That is life, guys. That is life. This is a simple understanding of the Christian faith. We don't have to be stuck no more, no more. It's time to be unstuck in this life. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for the truth of the word of God. And as this word has gone forth, I believe that it has entered ears that hear. Hearts that have been prepared as good ground. They see this truth. And I believe they will walk this truth. I also believe that every person that has listened to this message understands the importance of making the right decision concerning it, that you're no longer looking at your life the way it used to be. You're looking at your life the way it needs to be, and it's a process, but it's important to recognize the process. It's important to understand that this is our time to live correctly, not incorrectly, It's not our time to repeat the past and failures of our own parents or whoever raised us, but to establish our lives based upon the understanding of our value tied to, for God so loved the world, that he gave Jesus. That whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you have never received Jesus, here is your opportunity right now You listen, you're hearing these words, and these words are so different than religion, so different than what you thought this was about. Now you're looking at it in a whole different light. Come on in. Come on into this house and understand that this God we serve is a good God. He's an awesome God. He's a loving God, and he has a life that you deserve because Jesus provided it for you. Call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you, and I call on your name right now. Save me, Jesus. Save me. I believe that I am your child right now. Praise God. All right, y'all. Love you guys. And if you prayed that prayer, I have a pamphlet. You can go back there and get it. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you prayed the prayer there, check that thing if our live stream's working. If not, I'll see you on YouTube. See ya.